Hey, what's up, La Familia? You crazy football-loving nutters. This is Ray Hudson, and you are luxuriating and listening to the Inter Miami podcast with a stupefyingly magnificent Jay and Alex. Two lads who are as electrifying as a hairdryer thrown into a hot tub. Stay tuned, because you know what it's going to be. It's going to be magisterial with an amplifier. The goal scorer, Morgan! A second! He's done it again! Lewis Morgan with a second of the match! He won't even have to go! He's framed the top 90! It's a sensational first goal for Gonzalo Higuain! Welcome back to the House of Pain podcast. I am your host. (laughs) Just kidding. Welcome back to the Inner Miami podcast. Privileged to be joined by Mr. Than Harrington today. We were have been trying to coordinate something to get together on the mics after his trip down here to come see the squad play in person for a, a great match, I will say so myself, sir. But how are you doing today? I'm good, man. Uh, fun fact, I received a notification from the team itself. I am not welcome back at the stadium after I took all the good luck back with me to Pennsylvania. So, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, I won't be able to come back, but I'll still be cheering from afar, my man. Oh, man. Well, you know what? I uh, I really I can't I can't negate that that stat or that fact rather. It seems that you did leave and you took all of the winning spirit with you. It's been a little rough here, but you know, we at the Inner Mommy podcast come in the rain and we come in the sunshine. So even though we got absolutely mauled two games back to back, uh, outscored nine to one in what has been some extremely embarrassing football after getting everyone's hopes up and bumping us up for 24 hours into that fifth spot in the East and in the playoffs. But now we are on the outside looking in and it's uh, got a little tricky schedule coming up here, bud. Yeah, it's not looking good. I mean, we're going to need to get back to that second, third gear. I mean, I'm not even asking for fifth gear. Just get in the second gear. Do something different because we're going to need everything. Uh, you know, it's in the tank for this last little push we've got going on before playoffs. We have to because we had four games in, what, 11 days came into the New York Red Bull game, obviously very exhausted. I don't know if many people on that team were what I would call 100% and ready for a full 90 minutes of high-intensive soccer. And it showed, oh man, it showed. Possession was not as bad as it felt, uh, especially being at this game. Uh, Not as bad as it felt. It was only 52.5 to 47.5. But the one glaring stat line here and i mean absolutely glaring is inner miami had two shots and only one shot on goal contrast that with new york's shots which were 27 and nine on goal it was a complete assault with a very tired team a very tired back line frustrations came out Fagal got two yellows and a red sent off, I believe it was like the 38th minute of the first half. And we 
ended up getting absolutely blown out. 4-0, a type of beatdown we have not seen since that New England Revs game, which started the hot streak. But I said since because the following week, we go to play Nashville. Now we're without Leandro Gonzalez-Perez. Now we're without Nico Fogal. So we string together this this makeshift back line, hoping for the best. And I'm honestly, a thin team, we only like 16, 15, 16 players on the squad. Didn't really have uh, <laughs> much place to go with this, man. It was, it's just been rough all around. What, what did you, I mean, what's it like seeing that back-to-back games? So honestly, the best thing I can compare it to is in the early rounds. Well, not even the early rounds, in the FA Cup, where you have a team that, that just kind of fakes it until they make it. And then they run into a premier league team and they just have, it's like wood to a buzzsaw. We did not look like we belonged in the MLS, let alone USL league one. I mean, I don't know. Uh, It was, it was a tough watch all around. And, you know, you already hit on a bunch of the stats, Uh, but you know, the unfortunate thing is, we aren't playing defense right now, based off of what I'm seeing on uh, statarea.com, we are at a 60% chance to concede a goal at our next match. And that's not good, especially when we're sitting at a failure to score of uh, three matches in the last 10, uh, which is not good for any MLS team to be at. Uh, honestly, we need to rally the troops at what is arguably going to be the worst possible time for us to do so. For those of us, uh, for, for you, who were here at the beginning of the season where we touched on the key points to our season, we all highlighted these next four games where it's, uh, I believe it's New York, or Atlanta, Portland, New York, and Columbus. You know, they play those four somewhere in there. That's not going to be an easy trip, just let alone the travel. So, I don't know. It's it does not give me good feelings, but you know, I'm I'm here for the pain. I'm here for the hurt. Here we are. We're not going anywhere. I mean, it's been a it's been two really upsetting games, and we thought four and zero was bad. Well, the following week we play Nashville, get absolutely raked five to one. Different problems though. It, it, it you know they had a little bit more time to recover, but we didn't have our two two of our starting center back. So we go to this makeshift. You know, still the the, the classic. 343 three that we've been running. But we've got Gibbs back. So he's on that left wing back spot. Then we have McCoon playing over as uh the left center back. We bring Gregory back as our main centralized center back. Leardem flanking him as the right center back, and then Morgan as the right wing back. So obviously this is not the back line we want to have. We really don't have a lot of subs who can come in and uh and help out here. So it just led to more disaster. And this one. I mean, man, it, it's they're just they're just twisting that knife inside of us. This one, you know, wasn't even like statistically not as bad because we did have nine shots, at least with four on target. But I mean, still getting outshot eighteen to ten by Nashville, and surprisingly enough, we did have possession in this one about fifty-five to forty-five percent. So got a little better, but this was a game that I went with. Uh, Alex and I got invited up to the club with uh, a high level guy we work with and in a, a client of ours. And oh, it was a little bit embarrassing. Ran into some people from the club that we knew there. And uh, that that night really went uh, went south quick. So now here we are coming off two horrible losses, giving up five goals in our last game. 
the only good news I can focus on is that the last time someone put up five on us, we really looked, searched deep. I think everyone took a look at the man in the mirror and we started fighting for each other. That's what's going to have to happen because we've looked very static back to that complete lack of creativity. And we're just seeing, I mean, like expected goals of this Nationals. We were 0.5 to Nationals 2.9. And we discussed how tough of an opponent they're going to be because of their defensive prowess. And now they have the attack and they've really showed that attack. And I think even Mukhtar is really making a run for uh, the golden boot this year. So tough, tough beatdowns. Any positives <laughs> that you would like to take away? Uh, well, I will say that Phil is starting to push back against some of the media who have been calling him out all season. So he's still showing his fight. He is. Uh, other than, yeah, other than that, I mean, it, it's, I don't want to sit here and be negative, but it's hard because we're starting to get beat down and you kind of see some of those same ghosts creeping in that, ended the season for us last year and kind of were around at the beginning, you almost, I don't know, you, you almost get that uneasy feeling every time they kick the ball off to start the game. Like, is this going to be the death blow to the season? And if that's the case, when should we start bringing some of the kids up to get them some valuable playing time? You know what I mean? Exactly. I mean, these are both these games. We gave up a lot of, you know, free kicks, especially against Nashville in the box. Um, lost a lot of possession. We just don't look comfortable out there several offsides it just seemed like we were had an overall lack of, of finishing and individual errors i mean we had nico get two yellows and get basically kicked out or ejected sent off the pitch from the red bull game and then gregory actually got two yellows and the same thing happened in here we were getting some opportunities we did create some opportunities we were effective with uh through balls we had some nice looks from from deep but we just can't seem to have that attacking mindset. And I think everyone's relying on Gonzalo a little bit too much. We really got to search down in here. And like you said, man, the schedule that's coming up, it's not going to get easier. I mean, we are going to Atlanta, who is streaking right now. Joseph Martinez is back and forth. And then we're going to Portland. And then we're going up to New York Red Bulls. And then we're going to Columbus. We won't even see another home game until October 20th when we play Toronto, who will be the weakest team of that stretch. But if we don't get something together here, we have a serious, serious chance of going 0-6 on another six-game losing streak. And, of course, Phil is going to do everything he can to prevent that. But we're still depleted all over the place. Gregory's yellow card, second yellow, was rescinded. So he's not going to have to miss two games because it was going to be yellow card accumulation as well as the red card. So that second one was rescinded, but he's still at 11 yellow cards. He's still going to miss this game, and he has become such a centerpiece of this team. That's our captain. Now, we will be getting you know, our, our back line back to, to where we want it, right? We're going to get um, everyone together, but damn, man, if it, I don't know what to say. I, I'm, I'm legit. I'm authentically nervous right now for, the, for these upcoming games. It's quite scary if you ask me. Yeah, no, and I would agree with you. And, you know, just checking the goal bands from the last five games or so, 60% of our games, the last five, it was a zero to one goal. So either we didn't score at all or we had one in that game. 40%, it was four plus. There's no in between. Either the game was defensive or one team was all out, you know, flat out, all gas, no breaks. 
we have to be able to play a game where it's it's tight, where we're playing fluid offense and defense again in order to make the push we need. But right now I don't have I don't have the confidence that, you know, especially if Gregory goes down, I don't think we're gonna have the ability to to play a, a fluid game. It's either gonna be too much of column A, too much of column B, and then we're gonna find a way to flub it up, unfortunately. Yeah, actually, and if I'm not mistaken, we're gonna be without Nico again because of the red card. So he was yellow card accumulation and red card. We were, you know, during after the six game losing streak, when we started winning, we, we started playing much better. We, we gave up our lead on most yellow cards in the league, but it looks like the boys are are not happy about giving that up and, and they're coming right back through it. But what are we gonna do here, man? I mean, we're gonna be without Gregory, uh, without Fagol, unless I'm, we're completely missing something here. We're, we're still very, very light in, in reserves and people coming off the bench. We're not allowed to call up our academy players. Uh, Shawcross has had back surgery uh, this past Tuesday. Most likely, I mean, certainly yeah, probably out for the rest of the season. Who knows if he's even here next year? He might just retire, call it quits from the sport. And I honestly don't think we got our money's worth out of that situation there. You know, I know that they wanted him for some leadership, but how many games did he play? Three, four? Maybe yeah, I'm just completely losing that. my mind here. Maybe more? Yeah, if that, and I mean, honestly, you hit the nail on the head. We didn't get the money out of him. He could do, uh, you know, do it at a rainy night in Stoke, but apparently the humidity in Miami was too much. And let's be honest, it's, it's something that I've harped on for a very long time. We need to stop bringing the older players in. They are not the solution. Yes, some of our folks have less experience, but we can also pay them less, which, I mean, I'm not saying, oh, just pay them less because we can pay them less, but we're not going to overpay for somebody like a Shawcross or, a, you know, a Ventura who, who knows when we'll see, if we will see uh, him, you know, we, we know what we're getting out of our academy rather than taking a stab on paying somebody for their past accolades. I cannot agree with, I think everyone's kind of coming to that realization. Like, unless it's messy, we don't really want him, right? Like Messi or Ronaldo, unless like you're, you're of that GOAT standard, this isn't the way to go. There's too many young, hungry players coming out of, of Central and South America that we really need to to capitalize on. And I got, and <laughs> this Atlanta team moves quick and they, they are they are attacking, focused. And if this back line can't get it figured out, man, or Phil can't figure out some sort of Band-Aid to hold this together for at least another game, it's going to be big, big trouble. We still don't have Alvarado Ventura. He's still out. Really sucks because... We haven't been able to play him one time since acquiring him, and he has a lot of um, potential, I think, for this team to really solidify our back lines, be a leader on the team. I want to see him, Nico, LGP, uh, all getting some playing time, uh, as well as McCoon. I really like this three at the back. It seems everything's going very, very well. McCoon is coming to his own, had a hell of a sliding save in that New York Red Bulls game. That was something spectacular. And I mean, you, if anyone watches the post-game conferences, I know we do. I know a lot of our listeners do. Listeners do. I know, know a lot of the fans do as well. But Phil, the one thing that really glares to me in this most recent one is he said, it, it's time for our 3DPs to step up and prove themselves. Prove your value. Why we spend so much money on you. We, you're not produ as productive as we want without maybe the exception of Gonzalo. I know everyone wants to see a lot more from Gonzalo, but you know, with his goal tally, he at least is producing goals for us. But man, like Rodolfo had his little two-game streak. Matuidi's kind of hit or miss, but not really adding to the attack in any way. Not for what you would expect from a World Cup winner, someone who played at Juventus with Higuain. 
you know, with star players. And I got to tell you, man, like, I wish I had the confidence here, but my confidence is slowly being squeezed from me. And we're now in, in the most crunch time of the season where now we have to get results. We really have to get results here or we're not going to be making the playoffs this year. And guess what? It doesn't get any easier with the sanctions coming over the next two years. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, unfortunately, I think we are seeing the fact that our DPs were great as individuals, but they do not mix well. The pace of Pizarro doesn't link up with the, well, I shouldn't say speed, the lack of speed that Gonzalo has. You know, Blaze looks like a kid in the candy shop. He's lost and he flicks on and then he flicks back off and you don't know where he is. And unfortunately, we gambled and we lost. That, that's that's what it is. I, I will walk back my statements from a few pods ago where I said I thought Rodolfo was done. I, I was wrong. He came on strong for two games and then he disappeared. If we can get the Rodolfo of those two games all the time, some of our issues are healed and, and corrected. But right now, that midfield area, especially when Gregory goes down, is just a void. It's a black hole that we lose the ball in and then our whole game is completely shot. I feel like he is the composure of this team and with him gone, we're going to go back to the everyone staying stagnant, not really running to get open or trying to alleviate any pressure. I feel like teams can key in on this, just high press as to hell. It's going to be tough. Uh, we don't want to just harp and be depressed over here, but again, tough matchups coming. Surprise me, you know, surprise me. It's the MLS. Anything could happen. Let's switch off to some random, just, you know, Good news. I, I think this is pretty good news. And we're going to, we're going to give an update on Fort Lauderdale CF, which is, you know, just like a, just like it's a big brother, you know, fall, falling in the footsteps. So we're going to make a little uh, crap sandwich, a little bad news sandwich here, but we're going to fill it with some good stuff here. There was a new CONCACAF Champions League format that was announced. There was a little bit of confusion here because you were seeing crests from the MLS, you were seeing crests from Liga Mekis, you were seeing crests from the Canadian Premier League, you were seeing crests from uh, USL Championship teams. I know Loose City was on there. Shout out the city, baby. Um, but I really, you know, this is going to expand. This is going to open up to 27 clubs, and it's going to start in 2023. So this will be here, I mean, really faster than I think we realize it. And the good news is, you know, it starts in 2023, so we'll be able to get through most of those sanctions and start to build up, hopefully, a competitive team uh, by then. But what were your initial thoughts about expanding something like that? I love it. I, I honestly love it. I am a fan of the MLS starting to, I mean, I don't know, get involved with some of these bigger, better tournaments. Uh, you know, the uh, CONCACAF getting involved with Liga MX, Canadian Premier League, MLS, it almost makes it feel like a, a European-style tournament mm -hmm. where any given Sunday, you know? I mean, not saying we could pull it off, but maybe we could pull a Sunday squad together and, and pull off a few shocks, you know? That's what makes this sport great, you know? Not to hark back on what you and I talked about before we started recording, but a former Moldovan never been there before team upsetting Real Madrid. Give me that every weekend. Show me something like that can happen every weekend. That's not only going to keep the folks who love the sport around, but possibly bring in and attract some more uh, casual fans who like may just want to peek in and see what's going on every so often. If this allows other teams to get exposure 
especially at the USL level, and then maybe help fill their coffers a little bit and overall improve the state of soccer in the US. I'm all for it. Absolutely all for it. I agree. I agree. This is actually going to incorporate uh, regional cup tournaments. Now, these will be played prior to the actual uh, main stage CONCACAF Champions League competition. Uh, but there will be three of these regional cup tournaments to begin. And, and um, the clubs will continue to qualify through their respective domestic leagues, you know, similar to how it has been in the past. But the three regional cups will be played in the fall and it will qualify teams into the CCL. And the breakdown is going to be like this. All right. So you're still qualifying to your domestic leagues at your MLS league and Mechies in the Canadian premier league, as well as member association clubs, which means that the USL championship, USL league one, USL league two national premier soccer league, which is the former NASL. Uh, that's where like Miami FC play and the United States soccer association and us club soccer. So all clubs from these leagues can participate for a chance at getting in to the CONCACAF Champions League. I think this is absolutely spectacular because just like you said, now we're giving every club really in North America a chance. Now there's also going to be the League's Cup that will occur between MLS and League Emekis, which is actually getting expanded as well. So it's going to include all MLS and League Emekis clubs, and it will also have three CONCACAF Champions League qualification berths within that so it's going to include the champion the second place and the third place finisher of the league's cup will get automatically put in to the Concacaf champions league following the regional cup tournaments and expanded nations league a 27 club Concacaf champions league will be played in the spring now the actual format is going to also change not just the qualification structure the new CCL will have three rounds. The first round is going to complete before the round of 16. Of the 27 clubs who participate, 22 of them are going to be playing in round one with five clubs receiving first round buys or round one buys rather automatically advancing to the round of 16. The 22 clubs who will compete in round one are five Liga Emekis clubs. Four MLS clubs, two Canadian Premier League clubs, which is going to be decided from domestic league play as well. Also, the winner of the U.S. Open Cup, the winner of the Canadian Championship, the second and third place finishers of the League's Cup, five clubs from the CONCACAF Central America Cup Championship, the second place finisher, two losing semifinalists, and two play-in winners, as well as two clubs from the CONCACAF Caribbean Cup Championship, which will be the second and third place finishers. The five clubs who will receive a first round buy will be determined by the following. It will be the Liga Emekis champion. It will be the MLS champion. It will be the League's Cup champion. It will be the CONCACAF Central America Cup champion and the CONCACAF Caribbean Cup champion. Those will be the five that qualify for automatic first round bids. All of the CONCACAF Champions League rounds will include a home and an away game, and it will go off aggregates similar to how it's been in the past, similar to the UEFA Champions League. The CCL will finish with a one game final 
on a weekend so everybody can watch it. Don't worry about getting off work in time. And that will, will determine the champion. Whew, I need a drink of water. You know, and all I'm asking for out of this is we get a banger like the uh, yeah the UEFA Champions League has. You know, whenever that comes on, it's goosebump time. You know, you yep. know what's coming around the corner. Yep. Um, so, I mean, to be honest, though, like I already said, this is exciting. If you're a soccer fan, this is fantastic. This is exactly what we need on this side of the Atlantic to, to really bump up fandom to that next level. Um, it's It's, you know some of the rivalries created by the champions league in Europe mm-hmm. are, you know, will stand the test of time and hopefully we will have these traditions to be able to pass on to the next generations, assuming this takes off, which I really hope it will. I agree. I mean, this is, this is why we love the sport. This is why we watch it. Everyone has a shot. The really strong perennial teams will be able to form those rivalries. This is something to watch and it's coming 2023. So please Fort Lauderdale, get your back line and your shit figured out. And we will be happy. Now, as promised, let's turn that smile upside down. Tell us what has been happening with Fort Lauderdale CF, man. We got Romeo Beckham. Are we not the best team in the league now? Well, I mean, we got Romeo and we might have been his Juliet, but you know how that ended and it wasn't great. Uh, so fun fact of the day, it is September 28th as we record we have not won a game in exactly one month. We were annihilated by Tucson by a combined goal tally of seven to nothing. Tucson had our number. There's no reason why. Uh, stats over the last five games, we've averaged 1.2 goals per game while conceding 2.2 goals per game. We've also failed to score three times in those five games. Mm. Uh, based off of those stats, again, provided by statarea.com, we are 80% likely to concede a goal next match. Damn, man. 80%. <laughs> That's not the math you want. You want the low percent. Yeah, I. Yeah, it, it, it's rough, man. You know, in the Achilles heel that I noticed after coming over some of the, the stats from the last few matches, 24% of the goals we've conceded have come between the 76th and the 90th minute. In that same time frame, how many times? Yeah, you know, how many times we scored, Jay? I'm just gonna go with the trend of horrible statistics. I'm gonna go zero. That is correct. Wow. Absolutely zero. It sucks and when these stats can like give you a different view than maybe what you had watching the the game or or a stretch of games. It is because you know I got to be honest. I'm I I rarely miss a Fort Lauderdale game. I enjoy it just as much as the Inter Miami stuff, and there are times where I'm like, there's no way the stats line up with us. We look good. We look fluid. We look like we're going to make something of the opportunities we were given, but just like big brothers, you put out there, it, it, it all just kind of crashes down real quick. You know, we were climbing the table. We were looking good. Yes. We had games in hand and we just failed to take advantage of the gift we were given and are, I believe intent as we speak right now. So don't know. Well, that's uh, add some. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, no, it's okay. I, you know, I was just going to say to add to that, we are going to play number four Greenville triumph. So it's not going to get any easier. Yeah. And they're, they're the top team. Is that correct? No, they are uh, currently fourth as we okay. speak. Um, I do believe union Omaha is yeah, on I top. Think, I think you're right. So, 
because they've had a phenomenal season. Like hats off to them. They they put it together. They've had a ridiculous run. So so they're tenth. <laughs> Inter Miami's tenth. <laughs> Here we are. Very sad stats uh, to us, and we we don't have time. By the by, the time most people listen to this podcast, that Inter Miami game's probably a, a couple hours away. We're talking about the Atlanta Inter Miami game. It's tomorrow, Wednesday, uh, the 29th at seven p.m. And I'll tell you, I can guarantee you, Joseph Martinez is coming for us. Zico Barco is coming for for us. I mean, Hinman, their 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 whole team is turned up right now, and we are in a lull. This could get very ugly very quick. But that doesn't mean it can't happen, man. It's the MLS, and literally anything can happen. But I think that's all we got for now. We got uh, some big news on some drip dropping. You'll see yours very soon, I'm sure, sir. And then we'll uh, make the official announcement. So that does bring a genuine smile to my face. Um, But yeah, I mean, this is where we are. And right now, it's in our hands. A tough schedule. If we can somehow do this, this would be uh, one of the more incredible feats as this club will, will certainly have to do because a lot of those teams fighting for that last playoff spot, they're they're tough. They're tough. Doesn't mean it's impossible, but it means that it's tough. But we do appreciate everyone swinging by. Than I know we've been trying to coordinate. It's been difficult for two dads to coordinate two hectic lives together. Happy you were able to come down here, experience that glorious moment with us. I know we had an absolute blast there. I'm sure you'll be back soon. I right? Absolutely. And I want to thank the Vice City Boys for not killing me at miscues. I appreciate it. It was a great time and uh, look forward to coming down soon, Jay. I don't think they would want any problems with a man of your stature. But thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the Inner Miami Podcast. I am Jay Kington, joined by Than Harrington today. Follow us on Twitter at Inter MIA Podcast, Facebook and Instagram, at Inter Miami Podcast. As we leave every single episode, vamos, Miami. Vamos, Miami. Adios, amigo.